Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why are we speaking like Borat? <laughs> Pretty ladies. Um, this is the this is now the fourth time that we've tried to start this podcast, and <sighs> I believe we're here. We've arrived. Uh, testing one two. I believe <laughs> we are. And if you are currently hearing us in your ear holes, it means that we actually managed to record this. Yay! Yay. <laughs> but welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the episodes that have been out so far. We've got another juicy, light-hearted episode today as we're going to be diving into our 20s. Let's dive in. Let's Tom Daly this bitch. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know where all this energy came from. I think like my whole day I've been comatose and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Also a phrase that I've never heard before. So uh, Neither have I. Oh, made that up. Yep, made that one up. Okay, perfect. Good. (laughs) Let's get going. So we talked about our 30s not so long ago, a couple of podcasts back. If you haven't listened, please go and listen. It was a very, very juicy one. Um, So we thought we'd touch upon our 20s because we obviously haven't lived our 30s yet, but we've definitely, most definitely lived our 20s. And we're wanting to dive in, share a bit about them, what we learned, what happened where we went wrong because we were doing our worst um yeah yeah. (laughs) so I'm gonna go straight in ask you a question oh god okay what was the biggest (laughs) lesson of your 20s oh straight in there (laughs) straight in uh my biggest lesson of my 20s oh my god I don't even think I can answer that question I learned so much during my 20s and Maybe the biggest thing that I probably took away from it was that timelines are a myth. Mm. (laughs) I'm still trying to learn this, though, in my 30s now. Um, But I think that in my 20s, I was so – I felt lost throughout my entire 20s. And I think that I felt like I had to be doing certain things or hitting certain milestones, especially in my career. I remember that being, like, a huge thing that I just really struggled to figure out throughout my 20s mm. which I know we're gonna we're gonna get right into uh but yeah but that was the biggest thing but I don't know I mean, I just learned so many lessons and I will go through plenty of them in this episode but I think maybe the main takeaway for me was that like stop worrying so much I think mm. and I'm still trying to learn this lesson because I can be a bit of a worry wart but yeah I think I just spent a lot of time worrying about things that I'd that I didn't need to end up worrying about because actually it all turned out totally fine. Mm. (laughs) Uh, How about you? What was your biggest lesson of your 20s? Well, I loved your lesson and especially with worry because I am, you know, a professional worrier. Um, But I always come back to that quote that's like, worrying is like walking around with an umbrella when it's not raining. Pointless. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah, And I always like go back to that and I'm like, yeah, it's true. It is true because the things that you worry about now either never come into fruition or you know the worst case scenarios that we all love to play out in our heads you know the worst thing that could possibly happen they they very rarely come true do they ever and if they do come true we freaking deal with it we you get on the you know you stand back up or you brush yourself off or you get along with it and you grow as a person as well but yeah oh my 20s I feel like my 20s was like a year, a year. (laughs) (laughs) Quick math, quick math. (laughs) My 20s was a period where I was like constantly bothered about what people thought of me. Interesting. The whole time. Right, okay. Yeah, like when I think back, 
to pretty much most of it and most of it was in the performing arts industry so I did I was kind of in the industry till I was 26 I think yeah 26 so most of my 20s were being berated about how I looked what I sung what I was doing as a you know, monologue. Just being constantly criticised, basically. Every day. Love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realise it was till you were 26. Yeah, yeah. So I, I only kind of stepped back. It was 2016 that I kind of stepped away and started. I taught dance for a while um, at a local drama school around by me in Telford. Um, and then I moved to Australia, obviously. So like that hot, that whole chunk of 20s were, was really being in that and trying to navigate that and agents and and all of that sort of stuff and lots of boy troubles I had so many boy troubles in my 20s I feel like we've got a very similar (laughs) although I was never in the performing arts industry which is lucky for the performing arts but I I feel like I feel like we have a lot of similarities between what we experienced in the 20s because you said you mentioned that you moved to Australia I reverse reversed rolled you yes that didn't make sense <laughs> I even reverse rolled the actual sentence yeah, and, <laughs> and I moved to Australia so, no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I need Jesus I moved from Australia to London yeah in my 20s is what I'm trying to say and you moved from England to Australia so we yeah. kind of literally just swapped over spots but yeah so many boy problems in my 20s uh, honestly, has that changed that much in my 30th year? Mm. But I definitely experienced... You're only experience, a little bit into your 30th I'm only year. a little bit. I'm yeah. only nine months into it. <laughs> <laughs> Barely scratched the surface. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely found, like, boy problems for sure, confidence problems mm. for sure. Oh, my gosh. I, I think that was the... Actually, maybe that was my biggest lesson in my in my 20s. Like, I needed to become more confident and find out who I was and... That's a huge part of it. But yeah, we moved abroad. Let's talk about the moving overseas bit. Okay. Because that was like, that's kind of a fun place to start, I think. Yeah. Rather than really just like place. why we hated ourselves, part three. <laughs> the sixth podcast. <laughs> that should be what we call it. Why we hate ourselves. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't know why I've got the giggles. We're so giddy. We are we so are. giddy. <laughs> been a long old day um okay moving abroad oh my god I think it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done now I look back on it but it felt really fucking easy at the time it was really strange and I remember like having a conversation um with quite a few people a lot of my friends and they were like what the fuck like it was just something so out of the ordinary for me and I well not out of the ordinary it was more the fact that I was moving to the other side of the world that was out of the ordinary like I've always been the person I think I said this on a recent podcast but like I've always been the person that went to a different school to everyone and did something else than everyone and kind of when I did go further afield than kind of stay where I was brought up a bit more adventurous yeah but um when when I said about Australia I think the biggest thing was the fact that I am so you know I'm my my mom's my busy mate I have lots and lots of friends I have a big community of family and friends and that's a big value of mine so when I started to tell people that I was moving to Australia they were like what like that just doesn't make any sense and my mom would never ever stop me doing anything and you know obviously she is 
over the freaking moon that I'm now back but she wouldn't she would let me live there forever and just deal with it kind of thing um so I think from that sort of aspect it felt really uneasy um I had to deal with when I was moving out my nan turned 100 years old which was like amazing amazing yeah so she turned 100 on the 5th of Jan I left on the 14th of Jan and then she passed away on the 26th so it was like a real almost like she saw me go and let me be free and then kind of was like okay I'm I'm good now um so there was like a lot of emotions to deal with around that time but it was probably one of the easiest things I've done which sounds so weird I don't know whether you found that I've had situations in my life where I think I should have had a bigger reaction or should have found it more traumatic is the wrong word. I don't think moving to Australia, that's more of an adventure than traumatic. But I've definitely had things in my life that have been traumatic that I haven't internalized as traumatic. Mm. (laughs) And then I've had things that have been like big life events like that, like moving to London. I was so excited. I didn't have an ounce of fear in me. I was so excited. I think, and was yours more spontaneous? Because mine was not. I had planned mine for a long time. I knew I was going to do it. Um, I say spontaneous in the fact that we probably decided as a couple so the the guy who I was with who I moved to Australia with just for a bit of context when I met him he really wanted to move to Australia and he had he wasn't actually looking to meet anyone and was very open with that but I was at a place in my life where I was like well I don't fucking know what I'm doing anyway so I might as well come with you I was really in that stage of my 20s um because I'd left the performing arts career like I didn't I knew I didn't want to teach dance for the rest of my life and that's what I was doing at the time and I was like you know what like I said to my mom if it doesn't work if we don't get on if we can't live together then what do I do I just come home yeah worst case scenario it doesn't work out yeah and you come back yeah so it was it was more of a I decided to go with him which really shocked him at the time I think he was like what like okay (laughs) didn't even invite you so (laughs) I bought my ticket anyway um stage five clinker baby (laughs) like massive red flag (laughs) from my behalf crimson crimson um but yeah so it was it was planned to an extent of like we we went on a holiday working visa because it was the quickest way that we could get over there so we had applied for that and gone through that process but it was very quick in the decision of I think we like decided in the August we left in the January right so it was in with less than six months you decided that you were going to do it yeah whereas with me I I knew that in my 20s this was like a dream of mine I really wanted to live in London I don't know why I always always had London in my mind that that was where I I was going to go and so ever since I was 10 years old actually I went to London for the first time and I was like yep I'm going to live here one day and so before I'd graduated graduated before I'd graduated (laughs) I can't say it ah before I graduated uni I'm so sorry everybody I don't know what I'm on this many cuts I know I was going to say I'm glad I'm not editing this one uh but before I graduated uni I had decided right I'm going to go to London and before I had uh graduated I bought my ticket Mm. and off I went I think I was in Perth for like another month and I left in November and people were like oh no in December rather and they were like why uh why are you leaving Australian summer and going over to the UK in winter and I was like don't care I don't need to hear what you have to say off I went Mm, (laughs) and yeah but I I loved it I mean London was an experience in itself perhaps we should probably do an entire episode on moving countries because it's a big old topic Mm. but I think that was like a major thing that we both did in our 20s and I love the fact that we traveled and well, I love that I traveled as well. Like, I just think it was the best thing I ever did. And one of the best ways to become independent, mm. 
you are almost thrust into learning everything all at once. Yeah. Definitely more so than arguably if you stayed at home and stayed with your parents for a bit longer. I think you're more in your little safety bubble. Whereas when you go to London, it's such an overwhelming city and you went to Australia, which is so different to the UK Yeah, in many ways. Some yeah. similarities, but there are big differences. And you're so far away from home, so away from far from family and friends and you've got to start, start fresh. So I think you're almost thrusting yourself into a situation where you are going to learn a lot and you're probably going to fall flat on your face quite yeah, a lot for sure and I think like that's I think it was kind of around the time that I was ready and open to to learn that as well like and I think like you know I, I'd lived in London for five years prior to this moved back home like had that experience and then was like oh I don't want to be here and I had like a weird belief and I had to really look at this when I moved back this time um as like that I can't be successful in the place that I grew up like I have this really weird belief about it it's, That's it's so interesting. really funny yeah it's Is really because funny. have you seen many people be successful and stay where they are I don't know like yeah maybe it's like the evidence and like having the evidence of that um but I just kind of feel like even you know like I really want to move to Shrewsbury um next year which is like a a beautiful like little country slash towny like it's just really beautiful but it's got best of both worlds which I really like um and even there I feel like I could be more successful than where I am (laughs) Right, yeah. Which is weird. It's 20 minutes down the road. Makes no sense. <laughs> but it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's such <laughs> the bright shining lights of Shrewsbury. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was, <clears throat> I think that was one for me that kind of made the move easier as well. And I think took the, took the pressure and the kind of like feelings that I had from living around here. I know we've really got off We've gone off topic. topic. Yeah. Yeah, we really have. <clears throat> but do you find that because you had changed... So the performing arts didn't work out. You were feeling pretty disenchanted with that industry, I know. And you were like, right, I need a change. And do you think that, how were you feeling around that time in terms of your career? Like that must have felt quite overwhelming. Horrible. Or were you a bit like, oh, whatever. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. And I think I remember having that, that conversation, like almost having that conversation in my head because I was like, I do not want to know what I want to do. And I have never had that my whole life. Like, since the age of three I've danced and I remember being on the playground with my friends being like you don't know what you want to do when you grow up like what the hell (laughs) like you know because all I wanted to do is perform so then when I decided to move away from that I was like fuck like what do I have like literally what do I have because that's all I've ever done and Um, a huge part of your identity at that point huge huge and it really weirdly when we went to Australia and this was partly um my partner partly my fault but he hated musicals so I literally just put it in a box and I didn't listen watch dance sing for like years really weird yeah you just completely suppressed or ignored that part of you in a way yeah interesting yeah and probably because it's almost hard to if something hasn't worked out it can be quite painful to then like look at it again and it you know horrible. and delve into that so you almost go into a bit of an avoidance with that thing you're like yeah. I don't even want to look at it because every time I do it brings back all the memories all the lost dreams all the you know and I'm I'm just assuming this is how you felt I don't no, know I'm just exactly, putting words into your mouth yeah it's yeah. exactly that and I think when you you know when you get to I think it was similar to what we were talking about in the 30s episode is when you're getting to around 26, 27, like you know that that adulthood's looming, which like we said, when do you ever turn into an adult? But like you kind of like 
know that that's come in and and I was like I really need to like sort my shit out like I don't know what I want to do I'm moving to the other side of the world I have no savings I won't be having a house very soon because I'm moving somewhere like there was just no there was nothing I could grasp onto that was going to make me feel quote unquote societally successful you know what I mean so I think that was a real big um that was a real tough time for me the quarter life crisis is so real because when you're in your early 20s, I thought that was quite a fun time and you were kind of studying or at uni and you could, could be really irresponsible. And I was living at home with my parents. Most people in Perth tend to live at home with their parents during uni because it's like it's such a spread out place. But anyway, yeah. but whatever. So we tended to, tended to live at home with our parents. And I just found that it was just like a fun time where I didn't think too much into the future. I had a boyfriend in my early 20s as well. So that was really nice. That was like my first proper boyfriend. So it was just like a nice chilled time for me. And then I moved to the UK, moved to London, and I was 23 when I moved to London. And so like pretty young, really, when you think about it, but 23 when I moved to London. And that was when I think was it, it was a really exciting time in my life, but also I felt very lost in my career as well. So I had done a teaching degree and halfway through my degree, literally two years out of a four-year degree, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't think this is for me. But I had come over to the UK with this teaching degree. I It was an easy job to get in the UK. They're desperate for teachers yeah. and I understand why. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> so I was teaching, but I was like, oh, look, I've still got this niggle that this is definitely like not right for me. But I, like you, had no idea what I wanted to do or how to start making moves to move into another different career. And I think that was a huge source of stress for me. I felt like a bit of a failure actually Mm. throughout most of my twenties. I felt this like feeling of failure constantly. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I haven't got lots of savings. You see some people starting to like buy their first house. And I was like, oh my God, I'm nowhere near. I mean, moving to London, you kind of almost forfeit that dream anyway, unless you work in finance or something. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I can't buy a house. I don't even have half, like any kind of deposit or I don't even know what I want to do for a job. Like it was this real spiral. And I think the, like the weight of it was really heavy on me during my twenties for sure. What got Even you talking out about it, I can feel it. Yeah. Pardon? What, got, what got you out of it? Like, what was the thing that got you out of it? I think a huge part of it. Well, I spoke about this in the previous episode where we were talking mm. about confidence. And when I was in my mid-20s, I felt very lost. So obviously, career felt lost. I had lots of problems with dating. I found that it was just a really difficult process for me. I, don't, I didn't know why. Like, I experienced, like, don't get me wrong, I've rejected people too. And, and actually, I tend to reject more than I am rejected, to be mm. honest. But I found that I had a few guys that I, you know, may have liked or seen going somewhere. And then it didn't work out. Massive knocks to my confidence. I think I was putting way too much pressure on external situations to become happy. Um, felt lost in the career. So that wasn't particularly going well. I just sort of felt like in every area of my life, it wasn't great, which is not good. Um, I didn't have my usual support system in London. Like I definitely made lots of amazing friends there, many of whom I'm still friends with today. But I, you know, it's not quite the same as having your family and your Mm. friends that you've grown up with there. So I think I just, yeah, it was really difficult. What moved me out of it was 
And as I was saying in the last episode, I did go to therapy when I was about 25, 26. So right dead on, the quarter life crisis hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, wow, confidence is at an all time low, self-esteem, all time low. I feel very lost in my life and I don't know what I want to do. So I dragged my little tush to therapy and I ended up working on confidence during Mm. that period. Um, And it changed my life. Like it improved things so much. I put a lot of, I started getting really into self-development and putting a lot of emphasis on that in my life. And I started looking at, so when I I was teaching for a while and then I went into nannying for a bit because I was like, okay, I don't want to do teaching. Let's just have a sort of a career. I put this in very loose quotation marks, (laughs) a career break. (laughs) And let's go into nannying, which I hated even more than teaching. Can you believe? (laughs) And I was like, right, this is fucked. Okay, what do I enjoy doing? And I had a blog at the time and I was like, okay, I really enjoyed this travel blog. So that's sort of related to marketing maybe I should try and do something in marketing. And that's essentially how I started to think, okay, what do I like doing in my personal life? What what hobbies do I have? What do I think I'm quite good at? And I was like, right, I think I'm good with people. I think I'm good with writing and, and I'm creative. And I was like, that kind of lends into marketing and I think I might be interested in that. So I started to make the shift out of teaching and did internships and like weaseled my way out. I just made any kind of connection I could, took people for coffee Uh, And eventually I did. I changed career without having to go back and study, which was my goal. I did not want to go back and study. But that meant that I had to, I was a 26-year-old on 20K a year in London. Mm. Mm. Not easy as well. But let me tell you, so much happier. So I think when I went to therapy, that was a huge catalyst for me changing uh, my outlook. And so I made a lot of really good changes, both in my confidence and how I felt about myself, which then in turn then melted into all Mm. other areas of my life so I yeah changed career that was big that was really really big for me yeah we're we're so like I know I know we know each other and I know we're best of friends but we're so similar in so many different ways in so much much of our life you know like my the whole of my business started from me blogging like again it's like so weird yeah it's funny isn't it how we've had that we've had so many parallels in our life yeah how weird is that I love that yeah. So tell me about your career change then. So you came to Australia and you were like, what the fuck am I, what am I doing with my life? Mm. I'm in this foreign country. Yeah. So I actually, that that was like big for me. I was just reflecting as you were talking. I was listening and reflecting at the same time. Um, she can do both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had just before I um, went to Australia, like probably the year before, I had a massively bad breakup and I remember having like a bit of a, a bit of a telling off to myself. Um, so this would have been when I was 20, this would have been like 25, 26. And I was like, that is it. This year is about me and me alone. And I like went full pelt in, um, my fitness. I lost about 11 12 kg I really like looked after myself I then did my yoga qualification there was like lots of like spiritual kind of me really tapping into that and and I probably looking back was that the work that I wasn't massively enjoying but I was really happy 
Like I was really happy um, because I was spending that much time on myself and I had time for myself because at that point I was just teaching dance. So I would start around 4 p.m. every day. So I would literally have the whole day to go, like I would be at workout at 6 a.m., go to the gym at 12, go and teach class. Like I was just very much in that space. A lot of exercise, that'll give you some endorphins. Ridiculous, like ridiculous (laughs) amount of exercise. Me and my best friend Ella had um, an Instagram page (laughs) (laughs) you can go and find us um we had an instagram page called gym buds one two three and yeah was gym buds one and two taken uh yeah no we couldn't get it (laughs) it had to be one two three um but like we were we were like not influencers not fitness influencers at all but we used to do everything on there and people did follow the journey but it was more for us and we really loved it so when i moved to australia like I think because it was almost like a clean slate, which I loved, you know, that feeling of like, you know, the feeling of new year or the feeling of a Monday or the feeling of the first of the month. It was like that, but on a whole new fucking level, (laughs) because I was like, I am no one here. I am no one. I live nowhere. I have no bank account. I have no, I I don't have a mobile number. Like, (laughs) you know, sorry, just... (laughs) Just what makes me laugh, I remember when I was moving to Edinburgh and we were talking about being 30 and I was talking to someone, I can't remember, and they were trying, they were doing exactly what you're doing there and you're trying to say it in like an empowering way and they're like, yeah, you should move. They're like, you don't have a partner, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have a career. Like, they were list- I do have a career, but they were listing off like all these things that I didn't have and it started off as an empowering thing and it ended up being like... I have oh. nothing. <laughs> I am no one and I have nothing. <laughs> I love that. I don't have a bank account. I don't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so when I got to Australia, it felt like a fresh start. And because, again, like I said, I started blogging. Um, but I started blogging. It was called Sunday Soul. I would blog every Sunday. And I basically blogged on things that I'd learned in the performing arts industry to do with mindset. So yeah, and it would be like, I would blog about anything, everything I'd blog about sleep or about body image or, um, using colors to boost your mood. Like some of it was things that I'd picked up from life coaches that I'd seen. I'd also had hypnotherapy before. So like there was lots of different things that I was basically collating and being like, I tried this and then I tried this and then I tried this. And then as I was doing it and ironically I did it more for the kids that I used to teach because the kids that I used to teach at the performing arts school that I um, was at they were going on to drama school and I know how hard it is and I was like I need to be that person that I did not have at that time because my performing arts career would have been very different so that's kind of why I started blogging and then all of a sudden like I had the moms messaging me and the kids and like it just became this big thing and I was like oh my god like I remember being in the car driving to Sydney and I was like, I think there's scope in this. Like, I genuinely think that there's something more here within this. Um, And that's when I started to look into kind of doing my qualifications for NLP and hypnotherapy. And I ended up signing up to a master's um, for those with emotional intelligence and all the other things that I did at that point. And that really was, it was the blog that really kind of set that on fire. And I think that's why I'm so fucking grateful that I went to Australia because I would not have this career if I didn't do that. How interesting. I didn't actually realize how similar our stories were yeah. until we're talking to you now, that, that, <laughs> that we both moved countries, didn't know what we wanted to do, felt lost, started a blog. And the blog was the thing that 
was the catalyst for us changing career and how we found what we wanted to do. How strange. I love that. I I'm getting, it's weird. Ah! And then, and then how are you feeling in terms of like confidence about yourself at this point in your life? Um, I think that's when I probably started to go through a lot of changes because I think when I moved to Australia, I was, you know how I said like I was the most happiest, but I was the, probably the most lost. Because I'd been in this performing arts industry where I was Becky Hayden, the performer, and that's who I was. And then all of a sudden, like, I didn't have that anymore. And I was like, fuck, I don't, like, I genuinely don't know who I am. And, you know, having the musicals ripped away from me, I was like, okay, now I even more don't know who I am. Having my family ripped away from me, I was like, okay, now I really don't know who I am. So I really was, like I said, starting from scratch. And that's... (sighs) when did we get there so we got to we got to Australia in the January I started my life my life coaching qualification in the April it was that quick yeah Yeah. so I really did dive in and at the time I was because I'd done um a personal training qualification way back in 2011 or something ages ago so I was doing personal training whilst I was in Australia and I knew I didn't want to do that I was working at F45 and like just really long hours and shitty jobs and stuff Um, so when I started the life coaching qualification, that's when obviously you are in the thick of all your shit because you're not only learning how to do hypnotherapy and how to deliver hypnotherapy and how to deliver NLP, you're, you're in the classroom having it done on you. So you're like uncovering hell, (laughs) basically is what it felt like yeah yeah it's like all your shit's coming to the surface the whole shit so and I think that's that's what happened you know the the girl that I went out as the girl the Becky who went to Australia a year later was not who I was and and I think that I I believe that that's what happened with the relationship is I I outgrew my old partner like I outgrew him because I was just such a different person once I started doing work on myself which I know a lot of people a lot of people worry about which yes, is another topic not, but yeah yeah, we, yeah definitely it's such an interesting one I think but it's interesting because it sounded like you had this identity based upon all again a lot of external things which is normal yep but I think it sounded like you know the the musicals was a huge part of it your family your friends which are actually outside of you yeah you know and it's funny but then all of that was taken away from you so you're like oh interesting or you chose to walk away from those things maybe we should say and then yeah yeah. and then that gave you an opportunity to be like who the hell am I like when you take away all these things like who are you really which is so interesting and I think that is a huge thing in the 20s is that you don't know who you are yet you go into your 20s and I think you feel kind of more confident going into your 20s than you do throughout your 20s I remember being like oh my god yes I'm an adult Woo, I'm so old and then you're in your 20s and you're like I don't know what I want to do I don't know who I am the people that I'm dating are not right for me like why is everyone <laughs> shit and you just learn so much about yourself I think that is a huge thing in your 20s is finding out who you are and your identity and uncovering that which can be a very painful process yeah for sure and it wasn't a good time for me either and we sounded like we had a the quarter life crisis well most people have a quarter life crisis at 25 because that is literally a the quarter actual. of a century yeah that's the number <laughs> but you know we sounded like exact same time we were having this sort of who am I like who am I and in the last episode I was laughing because that's what my therapist said to me who are you and I was like 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know who I am. (laughs) So, yeah. So I think that was a huge thing. And then the late 20s, let's discuss that. The late 20s. (laughs) How were you feeling about, you know, moving into 26, 27, 28, 29? I think like that was the biggest um, time for me because that I was 27. Was I 27? I would have been 27 when we moved to Australia. So that was kind of like the big, the big expansion, the big finding the big knowing what I actually want to do and stuff and I think from there like my life has like completely exploded to a very different thing like I you know the 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 wealth that I have or the money that I've made in the business is very different to what I was ever used to at home you know like I was always the gal who never had any money and was constantly had a credit card and you know I was I was that gal before I moved out what when were when did you create your business how long have you been doing it for Uh, three years yeah so kind of September 2019 right officially just before the pandemic hit. Yeah, nice. just before the okay. pandemic. Yeah, so I think it was like that became so big and I found my true identity and I and I, I genuinely feel like hand on heart that I found my calling without sounding too wanky, but like I found what I'm actually here to do and how I can do that and how I can be that person that I've always wanted to be and, and that I see for me, which was amazing. Um, there was a lot of people pleasing that happened in my late 20s huge amount of people pleasing um which I now I'm doing a lot of work on and have people pleasing to come out of that is very difficult yeah yeah it's a real learnt and embedded really ingrained part of for sure. how you relate to other people so it's yeah. difficult and your relationships are built on that so it's really hard to then change your behaviors and then people be like oh Oh yeah. It's not the dynamic we're used to. Oh my God. Like that was the biggest thing that I found when I came home. So like I went to Australia with being 27, like not doing any work on myself, being very different. And then I came home when I was 30 and I had a couple of like backlashes on that, on me saying no to things or me putting my foot down or me doing actually what I want to do. You yeah, know, which I'd never done. And so many people, like my older friends were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. it is, it's different. People are like, oh, this is not what I'm used to. Okay, mm. don't know yeah. how to navigate this. Yeah, so it, it felt very different, kind of the latter end of my 20s. But I think that's when everything started to unravel of all of the unhealthy habits that I've got, all of the um, patterns and the beliefs, purely because I was just so, I was becoming so aware. You know, the more work that I was doing with my clients or with myself, the more I was becoming aware of what I do. And like, I remember having this like very weird having to have this conversation even with my mom like you know I was I was trying to get up really early to make sure I spoke to her because if I didn't speak to her then she would be upset and you know there was just so much and I was like fuck I had literally done this my whole life and only now am I beginning to see that I don't need like she doesn't need me to ring her every morning like she's not waiting by the phone like obviously would absolutely love a phone call every morning but you know that just doesn't need to be a thing and I I think that was the time where I really grew up and I really started to go, fuck, okay, like this, I feel like this is going to be a real catalyst for the rest of my life and how I want that to be. That That's what the last couple of years of my 20s felt like. And I think that was just purely down to immersing myself in NLP and hypnotherapy and, you know, all of the other tools and techniques that I use. How Changed about you? your life. So my late 20s, I was still in London 
and I was going to go home for a friend's wedding for two weeks. <laughs> it was March 2020. <laughs> and we all know what and happened next. we know next. <laughs> what happened next, don't we? Don't we just? <laughs> Someone ate a bat. <laughs> and then the whole world and the whole world lost its shit. <laughs> Anyway, but I was dating someone at the time as well, very, very new relationship, but I just started dating someone. And like, I think things with work, things started to feel finally like they were settling down. I had a decent job. Like I had managed to, I'd only just started marketing like a year before or two years before that, but I had managed to change like career a few times, not career, sorry, change jobs a few times within that career. And I was like on an okay wage considering I'd only recently just started in marketing again. Uh, yeah. As I said, I just started dating someone who was really nice for like the first time in ages, like met a really lovely guy. I felt good. I felt like I had a good friend group in London and then went home for two weeks, got stuck for two years. <laughs> Where would your life be if you didn't get stuck now, do you think? I, I've thought about this so much. I have thought about this so much because I'm like, what would have happened with that relationship? Would that have worked out or not? What would have happened in terms of career? I started my new, I started my business during covid which I'm very grateful for. Mm. I actually think at the time I was devastated, right? I was very devastated to be in Australia during the pandemic in Perth specifically. And Perth, we were actually very lucky throughout the pandemic in the sense that we didn't really experience COVID the way the rest of the world did Mm. or even the way the rest of Australia did. Mm. We had a couple of snap lockdowns that lasted for about four days. I was definitely in the right place. I'd rather have been there than in London. But at the time, it felt like I was so out of control of my life because I didn't really have much of a choice if I went back or not. Or I did, but it would have been a really stupid decision had I gone back to London during that time. And then obviously that relationship ended and before it even really got a chance to take off. And then... I don't know, I was just sort of grieving my my life and the lack of control that I felt I had over my life at that point. So I actually found 28, 27, 28 really difficult. And then I started my business, which I just absolutely loved. I felt like finally I was like, oh my God, I found my thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because I combined my two careers together. I combined the teaching with the marketing and then became a marketing and sales coach. So I thought oh, it actually weirdly came full circle. And I love those moments in life where yeah. you're like, that degree wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste of my time. Like it really worked out for the best, I think, in terms of career. So I finally found, I think I was 28, 29 when I started my business. So if anyone's listening to this and you're in your early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, whenever you are in your life and you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Just keep trying to find things that you enjoy in your spare time and just experiment and talk to people and you will find it. If you want it enough, you will find it. And I think it just sort of happened that eventually I did find it, which is delightful because it takes up a lot of my life and a lot of my time. And I'm very, very happy. I love what I do. Very passionate about it. And um, yeah, relationships were same, <laughs> the same to be honest. In terms of dating, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we're going to we're doing an episode later on that. Actually, next yeah. week is going to be that episode. Okay. But mm, I decided. Just I was decided. like, "Oh, am I ready or not?" And I was like, "Let's do it." <laughs> okay, cool. And yeah, but then late twenties, I think I did start to come into my own a little bit more. So I was, funnily enough, I hate but well, I don't hate birthdays. That's a very strong language, but. I'm not a huge fan of my own birthday and throughout my 20s I found oh god another year older I'm not where I want to be I would get really introspective and get a bit down around my birthday Mm -hmm. and then for some reason 
in the later half of my 20s, I didn't care as much. I think mm. I had released a bit of pressure. I felt like I was in a better space. I was definitely in a better space in my later 20s than I was in my earlier 20s, for yeah. sure. So that was where I was. Uh, and then, yeah, and then 29, moved to Edinburgh. Kaboom. Kaboom. Done. Yeah. I think it's weird, like, now we've been reflecting. And this is probably the first time that I've actually reflected on my 20s. Like, I don't think I've ever sat down and done this. It's a nice exercise, guys, if you ever want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your friend. Chat about your 20s. <laughs> um, but I kind of realized that, you know, like... 17 18 19 I was like so cocksure confident thought I you know ruled the world and was very in that fake IDs clubbing yeah in every sense of the word fake identification yeah literally (laughs) both laminated and who you think you are in life and then like 20 to 24 that was like the real like abyss like you're just in the abyss no words no words for that. there are literally no words literally no words yeah um but and then you kind of start to find yourself again on the way up I feel like we both had that whether that's yeah. the same for everyone but I think it's it's really nice to reflect back and 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 actually look at the things that were difficult and the things that did push you and the things that did stretch you further than you ever thought that you were going to be stretched and go you know what that shaped me so much as a freaking person you know how I said like I had quite a lot of boy troubles in my 20s um that all of that shaped me to who I am today or the resilience that I have you know the performing arts industry albeit the hardest thing has made me so fucking resilient as an entrepreneur now which has helped me hold on to my business for dear life in the worst of times you know like be able to deal with all the no's and just really reflecting on those bits that felt fucking awful at the time like wow that's part of me now I'm getting all sentimental yeah. and goosebumpy no, but it's but really nice yeah yeah and I think in your 20s there's a lot of redirection disguised as rejection mm. and Ooh. I think yeah title of the podcast yeah, right. <laughs> god pop that on my tombstone <laughs> Actually, I'd rather not have the word rejection on my tombstone. But thank you. Thanks, Mum and Dad. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost my plot. I've lost the plot. Okay? I've lost my plot. <laughs> I've lost my plot. <laughs> but honestly, I think there was a lot of, yeah, identity crisis, feeling lost, finding myself again, having the best time. I think my 20s were a roller coaster of emotions. Mm. It was either the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. And I felt like a very much a, a big sense of failure throughout my 20s. Um, I felt like I compared myself against other people's timelines a lot and was like, they're doing this at 25. Why haven't I done this at 25? They've had a relationship at 20. Why haven't I have a, had a relationship yet? Mm. I was very much felt like I was, yeah, on weird on a different timeline. And I think that was something I really struggled with. But like found my confidence, found what I wanted to do. And don't get me wrong, I think we're trying, it almost sounds like everything's wrapped up in a pretty little bow by the time you hit 30. Absolutely not. No. The life is not. That's, <laughs> <Absolutely> unfortunately, not. <laughs> unfortunately, that's not how life works. But as, as you said, it does build so much resilience. I think I became a lot more resilient in my 20s. I figured out who I was at my core in my 20s. Whereas before, I think at the start, I was like, I didn't know who the hell I was. Did not have any confidence? Yeah. And I think there was a lot of life experience. Yeah. It was all so much learning. I think more than any other decade, besides maybe your really formative years, I think yeah. you learn a lot in your 20s. Yeah. And and it is that life experience, isn't it? Like that's the most important bit. And I think that's why 
we resonate so much is because we pushed ourselves into those life experiences come rain come shine you know and that's not saying that if you didn't do that that you didn't have life experiences or whatever but the more that I did that the more I learn about me or about other people or whatever that looked like but I invite you audience to just (laughs) sit down if you are past your 20s or even if it's your teens I couldn't think of the word even if it's your 20th birthday today (laughs) but you know just pick out those chapters pick out those parts that might have felt really uncomfortable just like I had to with the performing arts industry you know I put that in a box but actually now I reflect back that was some of the best lessons I've ever learned in my life you know and and really do that um but yeah I think it's time to wrap up to you I think so I think so Well, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed us talking about ourselves for the last 45 minutes. (laughs) I always found this quite comforting, though. I remember because of how, like, what the fuck is life when I was in my 20s. And and even I just find it comforting hearing other people experience the same struggles because I think the more people talk about it, you, you realize everyone's living the same life. Oh, for sure. Even if there are differences people often have the similar feelings about where they are and yeah. how they're feeling about where they are in life. And there yeah. is comfort in that. There is. For sure. There is. But yes, come and join us next week. As Katie said, we're diving into relationships, baby. Oh, yeah. We're talking about dating. And All we've said it now, so it has to happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to be a good one. And actually, I don't want it to be too heavy. I think we can make it quite yeah. fun. But there will obviously be things that come up because sure. dating is a big old topic. <laughs> big old topic. But I think it'll be fun and um, I'm excited. Yes. Thank you for yes. joining us. Thanks. Bye. Make sure you give us a review as well, by the way, so yeah. more people can discover us. And uh, yeah, love you lots. Bye. Bye.